I shared a story the other day with a client, and it was actually, I believe, the first time I'd ever shared this story with anyone at all. It's not really a story. It's a vignette of how something happened in my life. He said it was one of the best sessions we had. And I don't think this is betraying his confidence because it's anonymous, but he said, I wanted to, he emailed me, I wanted to add that I believe yesterday's chat was the best we had. I felt that we got to a deeper level and made a deeper connection. It was really touching that story of your past self. So I'm going to share that story here. It's long enough ago that I can share it without the shame. And oh, man, I mean, this is really a difficult thing to share. It's about a crushing, embarrassing decision that I made. I shared it with him because I wanted to rectify a misunderstanding that he had, but a lot of people have, that a lot of people have about me. People act like once I do something, it was easy for me. I don't know, somehow the burpees are easy or somehow the PhD was easy or somehow the, the learning uh, attraction and dating coaching was easy or something like that. And no matter how many times I say it was really difficult, there were failures along the way, People love hearing the stories about the failures. People love hearing these stories. I've learned when I teach in class, sometimes the class's attention starts to fade. Maybe I fall into lecturing by accident. I've learned if I tell a story about some time when I was going to cry, especially in business, they perk right up again. I don't know why this is, but I'm going to share a really, I hope when I hear other people share stories and they say that they feel really shameful, I always think it doesn't sound that bad. And so I hope this one doesn't sound that bad from another person's perspective. But it begins with girls and ends with some big professional decisions. I've shared in other stories that I had this high school girlfriend. Things went really well for a while until we broke up. She went to school in Boston. I went to school in New York. There were two big problems for me meeting women after high school. So I'm in college. One of them is that, as I've shared elsewhere, I just don't find myself attracted to white women very often. It's, sometimes it happens, but it's pretty rare. Not black or Hispanic. It's pretty much Asian. I didn't ask for it. When I hear non-heterosexual people talk about how it came to them that they realized that they weren't like how people on TV were, it resonates with me. I feel like that sounds like it was for me. I know that in some states and in some countries, it's been illegal, I think punishable by death, to marry across race. That was one of the problems. The other was that I'd never heard two women or two girls talking to each other about, every now and then you hear, I, as a guy over here, women talking about, oh, this guy hit on me. I never heard one of them say, this guy hit on me and it was great. I only hear, and I told him to get lost or something like that. So I believed that it was wrong to hit on girls. And I had no conception of how to approach a girl that I was attracted to, to show my attraction or to generate attraction from her. Even talking like this came decades later, for me to learn how to talk to women. So at the time, I had no way of approaching women in a way that I thought women appreciated or wanted. And this was based on listening to women. There were a couple times when people, friends of mine, could tell that I was getting closer to an Asian woman and they'd start teasing me about it or make me feel guilty about it. Or Asian women would, I'd shared the story about somewhere on one of my podcast episodes about one Asian woman I believe warning another Asian woman about, oh, he's into Asian women. So I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought that there was, that was something I should hide. And I don't know what message you got from society, but a message I got from society, from the mainstream, was that men don't have value on their own. They're valuable for what they do for others. That is, we're valuable for our status. So here I was in a situation where I didn't know how to attract women or how to meet women. So I didn't have any intimacy, physical, emotional, intellectual, any kind of intimacy with women. It gets on you for a while, especially when you're in your early 20s. 
And so I felt like, how could I meet them? Well, I'd hope friends would introduce me, but that wasn't really happening. And besides, I couldn't say to them, would you introduce me to the women that I'm attracted to, Asian women? Do I have to say, by the way, that I'm not, there's there's a cliche about, I don't know if it's still around, about white men into Asian women, that they just want some subservient, non, I don't know what, I don't know what the cliche is because it's never rung true with me. I guess I have to say this. I don't know if gay men have to say that they're not sexist for not being into women or that lesbians have to say they're not sexist for not being into men. But for some reason, people, I think it's, we're past this now in America, but I don't think I'm racist. It's just, I was born this way. I didn't ask for it. I prefer not to have this. I'd prefer to be attracted to everyone, but I'm not. Okay. So how can I attract women? What kind of status, you know, as growing up, my father was a history professor. The men in my life, the, the, the men role models to the extent that they were role models. My dad was a history professor. So universities for me were a very, it's like the height of knowledge. They were a very important place. A lot of status in universities. Uh, my stepfather worked in a corporation, but he didn't really like it. And he retired early. So I didn't really have a role model there for status through work. I grew up in school and then was at university. And to me, universities were the world. Professors in particular had the highest status. Everyone looked up to professors. So I thought, a professor, maybe that would be... Something inside me said, was drawn to being a professor. Not, I would say, to follow my father's footsteps, but to have the status that a professor had in the limited world that I knew, because I didn't really know outside of universities. In particular, among professors, you know, I've heard people say about philosophy, is that really a degree? Or of English, is that really something... No one ever said physics was not a serious degree. In my world at the time, something about being a professor, and in particular physics professor, was to me like the highest status. Today, even with a PhD in physics and having spent a lot of time with physics professors, I do not hold physics professors in high regard. I mean, there's Einstein, there's Feynman, there's Newton and Galileo. These are prominent figures in history. But I don't see them getting girls. And I don't see them as particularly held in high value by many other people. But this was a major factor in me deciding to go into physics was I felt like it would be a high status position, an unaccostable, is that the right word? Unaccostable position to be in. So I started majoring in physics. Now look, I love physics and I'm good at physics. I mean, now I'm good at it because of all the work that I put in, but I was interested in it enough to put in the work to get good at it. And I got very good at it. I got very, very good at it. But there's a lot of things that I love, and there's a lot of things that I'm good at, and a lot of things that I could have loved more and could have been better at. This was a decade-scale decision, a choice that I made based on this secret, really, scheme that I'm ashamed of now. I mean, I can't blame myself for accepting the view from society that as a man, get a good job, get a good house, get a good car— Nothing about learning social and emotional skills and developing self-awareness and things like that. And I took people at their word. Like when I heard women talking, saying, never saying, I like being hit on, I thought, well, if that's what women don't want, then I won't do it. And when I heard people treating interracial relationships as something weird or something a problem, something to be teased about, then I figured, well, that's something to hide. And so what was I left with? I was left with following society's instructions. There are definitely benefits. I think that a lot of men feel insecure about their intelligence. And when you have a PhD in physics from an Ivy League university, 
I can do a lot of really dumb things and I don't have to worry about people thinking that I'm dumb. That's kind of nice. But there are losses. About a year and a half, maybe two years of study in college, then something like six years of study in graduate school. So that's like eight years, something like a decade in my life based on something that I... Now it's far enough away, I can not feel... You know, it almost feels like a different person, but still it irks me. It, it gets me that how could I do, how could I act so, how could I not have shared this with someone earlier? So someone could say, maybe not the full PhD, maybe share that decision or the process with someone earlier to get out of that feeling of shame that's dogged me for so long. Now I look back and I say, this is just life. Everyone does these things. I figured that everyone listening to this is thinking back to some huge decision that they've made in their life that they wish they had spoken to people about before just acting based for hidden reasons that they were too ashamed to share with others. Because no one's got a great life. I don't think anyone's got anything handed them on a silver platter. I definitely learned how to work hard, and I definitely learned some really interesting stuff about the universe. And today, nature is an incredibly important thing because of what we're doing to it. And so I think it's very valuable, along with the leadership that I learned and a few other things, entrepreneurship and stuff, that I may have a set of skills and experiences and beliefs and so forth that is incredibly important, that may be vitally important, maybe some of the most important combination of skills for us right now. But it doesn't change that looking back, this was a really dumb decision. I'm making the best of it. And maybe it may end up having been the best thing I could have done, or maybe anything I would have done, I would have figured out a way to make it the best thing. But I chose to become a professor in physics Yes, partly because I love the subject. Yes, partly because it's, I wanted to learn more about the universe. But to get girls, this was sinking me deeper and deeper. Anyway, so I shared this with my client, and it resonated with him. Maybe it resonates with you guys. If it does, I'm curious why. I'm curious why, when I share with people how I challenge myself to go for a week without food packaging, not one person has come back and said, wow, I want to try that. I feel like that changed my life in a really clear, predictable way that would work for anyone. But they like these stories instead. Well, now it's out there for the whole world to know. I made my mistake. I'm owning up to it. Maybe I'll learn from it. Actually, I have to say that sharing these things, the more shameful things that I share, once it's out there, it's so liberating. Maybe that's why I'm sharing this. Anyway, there it is.